This episode is brought to you by Wild, the UK's number one natural deodorant company that focuses on performance, sustainability and style. Utilising the power of nature, they've created an effective, long-lasting deodorant that is free of aluminium and parabens, whilst also being cruelty-free and vegan. At the start of lockdown, Lauren told me she stopped wearing deodorant and wanted to find a natural deo for her bio. And we've both been using Wild for about nine months now and can confirm that their natural eco-friendly deodorants not only smell heavenly, but genuinely work. It's a solid reco. And it's such a genius concept to reduce plastic in your everyday routine, because once you've ordered your aluminium case, your refills are delivered straight to your door in biodegradable and recyclable packaging. It's super convenient. There's a flexible subscription option, or you can purchase as one-offs and you can fully customize your order selecting the scents you love. I'm currently using jasmine and mandarin blossom, which smells so fresh and floral. And just in time for the summer holidays, they've also released a mini deodorant about the size of a chapstick, which will be perfect for traveling. So say goodbye to the days of throwaway bathroom products and invite some natural and sustainable solutions into your everyday routine. Head on over to wearewild.com and use code BOOKS for 15% off at checkout. That's wearewild.com and use code BOOKS. For every deodorant they sell, they will contribute a percentage of sales to climate charity on a mission to support their incredible reforestation projects. Thank you, Wiles. Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. As mentioned on our Instagram, we are going to spend all month long celebrating women by only giving recos for books written by them. And we did it last year and had such a good time. And for today's episode, we are talking about the new book from the queen that is Dolly Parton. Oh, and we're also chatting about the Women's Prize long list. Happy International Women's Day, Jess. Yes, happy International Women's Day, because we are recording this only the day before the episode is going out. So very current, perhaps our most current podcast episode ever. And actually perfectly timed because they announced the Women's Prize long list today too. So we can chat about that before we go into the book discussion. Loving your work. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I WhatsApp Lauren like, it's happening. <laughs> They're showing everything. <laughs> and then text her after it's been like, we're re- I made notes on my little yeah. whiteboard. <laughs> Side note, I actually just have to give a shout out to my whiteboard. So um, having recently been working over, over, overtime doing an event, I got myself a little whiteboard for my desk and what a fucking game changer. We've already mm. talked about to-do lists and are <laughs> both crazy minds about to-do lists. But if you have a whiteboard, then your to-do list never gets messy. Like when someone says something to you on a call or something, you can just scribble it on your right whiteboard and then like wipe it off when it's done. Love it. So I mean, high reco to get a whiteboard, everybody. <laughs> Um, anyway, what was I even talking about? Women's Long Women's List. Long list. I wrote it. down the books that we'd read, and I think we've read about half, which I think yeah. is pretty good going. About half, yeah. Um, I have ordered 
the uh what did I order I ordered the sentence by Louise French which I've not read it was described as a bit of a ghost story that delves into heritage and wit and humor which I'm just very intrigued by Mm. as well as build your house by um build your house around my body by Violet Coppersmith and it's about two Vietnamese Vietnamese women who go missing two decades apart so it feels a bit like a mystery Mm. I think it sounds great yeah well I ordered Flamingo by Rachel Elliott which I never even heard of or seen before and it sounds so up my streets um Mm. I looked on Waterstones and it's described as a novel about the power of love, welcome and acceptance. It's a celebration of kindness, of tenderness, set oh. in 2018 and the 80s. It's a song for the brokenhearted, the big hearted, and it's ultimately a novel grown from gratitude and a book full of wild hope. I saw the cover and immediately thought that's a Jess book. And then that's I read the blurb book. and I was like, that's a Jess book. Really and I've never heard of it before. So thank you, Women's Prize. Yes. Do you know what I have heard of before that I'm absolutely buzzing to see? The final revival of Opal oh, and Nev by Dawny <laughs> Walton, which I don't actually think I've talked about on the pod yet because I only read it in January. Oh, do you want to so, do it now? I'm, I am. I'm not going to go into a full lengthy discussion. We okay. will save that for another day. But I think just we should, gonna, yeah. Just going to drop that synop here. So it is similar vibes to Daisy Jones in that it is a documentary written about um, a music band in the 70s. And it's written in that style. But this one, I'll actually I'll save the... Firstly, I don't have my book next to me and I also mm. save the opening line that is so gripping for when I discuss it fully. I remember you put it on stories and it got like so many engagements. So many replies. People were like, holy shit, I now need to read this book. <laughs> so great opening line, but it's basically about a duo. There's Opal and Nev. Funny enough. <laughs> they uh, only have like a, a little moment of fame, uh, but what then becomes their lasting legacy is an event where everything becomes very political and starts a riot and there's this this riot at a music event that was kind of started by opal kind of i'm not going to go into too much detail Mm. and then it's about that their whole band's journey and then getting the getting them back together for this revival concert at the end and it's very political very clever feel like these are well-known celebs that kind of vibe that I love Mm. um and yeah I'm delighted to see it on the on the long list oh I love that again another book that I just think is totally you yeah um were there any books that made it to the long list that you were surprised to see on there yeah actually um careless by Kirsty Kirsty Capes it was an amazing book. We enjoyed it. We've spoken about it in a previous podcast yeah. episode. Very clever about um, a young girl in the in the foster care system who gets pregnant. Yeah. And I just didn't expect to see it there. I don't know why. It's a really good book. But I was like, oh, careless. Were you mm. the same? I I was exactly the same. Yeah. But then I also thought, well, it was Pandora who was like mm. really hyping the book up. Um, around its publication I think she has a quote on the cover as well so I was kind of like okay that doesn't surprise me then um but I agree because Pandora is a judge for anyone that hasn't oh yes um I was I guess I was surprised about the number of books on there that I'd not heard of like Mm. literally the ones we've said Yeah. yeah and then immediately went and bought 
<laughs> yeah. Were there any, because there were a few that only you have read, like Sorrow and Bliss and yes. The Island of Missing Trees and and, the, and Great, Great Circle. Circle. Oh my God. I guess that wasn't could not surprising. Be more, I, I because could not it was be more on the excited. Yes, definitely. But any of um, the others were you buzzing about or shocked about or? Loved Sorrow and Bliss. Um, it was a bit like, like, I think it was an absolutely phenomenal piece of writing book. Um, it was just a bit too dark for me. Um, but so many people have read it and it's been like their favorite book of the year. Yeah. So totally get that. And then Island of Missing Trees, like Elise Shabak is my best bud. Like, so I'm, Do you know what I'm we, really, I'm proud we of We haven't actually discussed this yet. <laughs> what? So longtime followers will know that Alif <laughs> regularly shares Lauren's face on her grid. She <laughs> she loves to screenshot a picture that Lauren's posted on her Instagram with her book and she's trying to steal my best friend and Lauren is featured like four times on her own. But this week, Lauren, we both featured on Alif because yes. I've got my face on the grid. <laughs> I've never I had that. We didn't talk before. about it. Did we, we didn't. We literally haven't spoken about it. I think I saw it like whilst running around. Yes, same. I was like, uh, I was like tack, put, I... put a pin in that. But yeah, Elif now knows I exist. Great. And I'm really happy for you. Thanks so much. Thanks so both much. be besties. You can that. head over to Elif's page to see my feature for the first <laughs> time ever. Um, um, what are we discussing today? We're not discussing just the long list. We're, we're not gone. actually. No, we're talking about a book. We're talking about a very exciting book. Um, so, should we get into it? Let's get into it. We are discussing Run, Rose, Run by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. Lauren, before we go any further, you want to drop that synopsis? Always. Okay. Find a future, lose a past. She's a star on the rise, singing about the hard life behind her. She's also on the run. Nashville is where she's come to claim her destiny. It's also where the darkness she's fled might find her and destroy her. Run, Rose, run. A story glittering with danger and desire. Not a huge fan of that blurb, must say. Do you know what I prefer? No, that's exactly what you just written. <laughs> Red, sorry, because I looked at the back and I, I, it. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'd say that sums it up. But now you've just slagged it off. Not that it doesn't sum it up, but I just feel like, I don't know, the writing's quite basic. But the writing you, in the book isn't. Are you so blaming it's... Dolly or James? Mm. Well, this is the question, isn't it? Um, Should we address Dolly? Y- yeah. Yeah, let's address let's the Dolly there. in the room. It's written by Dolly Parton, and that's Woo-hoo! exactly why we wanted to read this book. Absolutely. <laughs> but it has also been written, co-written, hasn't it, with it a man, has. James Patterson, who I looked into him, and he writes a lot of thrillers. He's an author in his own right. Mm-hmm. He, um, he writes a lot of children's books, and he also does a lot of like promoting, helping, getting young children into literature, which is also what Dolly Parton does. So during lockdown last year, she did a phenomenal amount of work donating huge amounts of money to children's charities. And I think she even set up her own children's literacy charity so that um, underprivileged kids could get access to books during lockdown, which is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, she doesn't stop there. Just the other week, it was announced that she will pay full tuition for Dollywood employees for their college. 
Amazing. She just doesn't stop. Even new employees. Like yeah. you could apply tomorrow. Like you could be like, oh, she's paying for college fees. I'm now going to apply and she yeah. will pay for them. She is a queen. And like, that's part of that. Like her like strong morals and ethics and like obviously like clear passion to get children into reading made me approach this book like okay I understand why she's written a book um my only slight hesitation when I was reading it was that it has been co-written with a man which I did think was interesting I don't think obviously it's not a bad thing to do um but I did just think that was an interesting choice to to select a man to write the book with her when it's a book that's like written from the perspective of a woman well I haven't looked into it but they could be friends and so that's why it's him like maybe yeah. if she was friends with a uh, with a woman that was an author she would have chosen oh, yeah, them true, true. I wonder if that's kind of why and he is really well known so yeah and I I, I um I think it's really well written. Don't get me wrong. I wonder, I I just really want to know like how much she came up with, how much she wrote and how much he wrote. Good Because I imagine like she just had the idea and was like, there you go, James, crack on. Yeah, I mean, so there is a character in it called Ruth Anna and she is 100% based on Dolly. Or at Do you least... know that as a fact? No, I know that oh, in okay. my brain, Lauren, because it's so <laughs> clear. I basically pictured Ruth Anna as Dolly the whole did you? time. Yeah. That's funny because I didn't. I pictured more Annie Lee as Dolly, though I 100% understand why you thought, like, you envisioned Ruth Anna as Dolly because Ruth Anna is, like, the... Um, she's like the really well-established singer. She's, she's, she's made it in country music. Country icon country queen um I just I don't know who I was imagining as Ruthanna um but it wasn't it wasn't Dolly I think it it was because so Ruthanna is a country icon who's retired but she Mm. also takes this character Annie Lee who's homeless and trying to make it under her wing and to me this is big Dolly vibes yeah (laughs) big Dolly energy um, <laughs> that is BDE, big dolly energy. And yeah, like, so Annie Lee is fab, like fantastic. Like, I felt like I understood how her voice sounded because of the, the descriptions they give of like how she's this incredible artist and singer yeah. and songwriter. And, and this stuff. tiny little bird like woman with this yeah. incredible, raspy voice. I really enjoyed the reading experience. Like it was just such a, it was so easy to read and it was really engrossing. And you know what? It came at such a perfect time because <laughs> don't know if we've said this already in the pod, but we're quite both quite busy at the moment. And I just needed a book that was real escapism so that when I read it, I wasn't having to process too much. I wasn't having to follow a really complicated storyline. It wasn't like a really serious subject matter. It was just really easy, enjoyable reading. Yeah, although there are some slightly serious topics to do Very with Ruth Anna's past, but they yes. don't come out to the end. And like, I was really in it to learn about, um, not Ruth Anna, sorry, 
Annie Lee. Annie Lee. I was really there to learn about Annie Lee Key's journey. And I was like, is she going to make it? Have yes. we got a star on our hands? How <laughs> is she going to go about this? Oh, she's now playing, pretending to be a jukebox at a bar. She's playing for free or for food. Like that's what I was there for. And yeah. they kept mentioning this dark past, catching up with her. And I was like, yeah, yeah, give yeah. Give it to me. Tell me. <laughs> it did come out all right till towards right the end as well. End. And I know that's a bugbear for you. Mm. And it was even a bugbear for me in this book. I was like, for fuck's sake, stop giving me like these very um complicated suggestions tell me what it is um but it gave me very strong Daisy Jones and the Six and Ursa Major vibes because it was a music artist because it was a music artist because it was like a woman protagonist who's on this journey to go from you know a nobody to a you know Zero to hero. Zero to hero, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like there are struggles on the way. There's a love interest in the storyline. It's like not it. This was like country music. Um, but it was like her life on tour for a little bit as well. So it gave me yeah. strong, strong vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this perfectly loops me back to the final revival of Opal and Nev from the yes. first yeah, Because that. that is also similar vibes. And that one is very much about them like coming together as a duo and yeah. writing songs and that sort of stuff, which is big and nice. vibes. Yeah. Everything is big vibes today. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't clock that the book is called Run Rose Run and that the character is called Annie Lee Keys until about 70% of the way through when they state that her name is actually Rose, which isn't a spoiler to say because it is on the cover. I just didn't (laughs) think about it because like, this is the thing. I was so there for Annie Lee Keys and not about Rose's past that I didn't even know. There was a point where I thought is run Rose run a name of her song. Um, Then, you know, there's that bit in the Rose garden well, not in the rose garden, but R- Ruth Anna has a rose garden, and I was like, "Oh, does that where is that where Rose mm-hmm. comes in?" But then I'm then I just thought I'm overcomplicating this. Clearly, her name is just Rose from her, her past life. She's her on the run. She changed her name. Her name was Rose, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I also um, did think that Annie Lee Keys was too good a name to be true for a country singer for it to be like their <laughs> their legitimate name that their surname is Keys. Yeah, there's a character in um, what's it? Uh, how to get away with murder called Annalise Keys. Oh, dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Shonda Ryan's going to come after Dolly Parton. Mm, I'm sure she <laughs> won't. <laughs> um, do you know what I have to tell you that I don't think I have yet? What? That I don't know if you know, well, you should know because it says on the front that this also available album of 12 original Dolly Parton songs made for the novel yes and if you go on spotify and you type run rose run you can listen you can listen to an album of songs sung and written by dolly which are ones that annie lee keys has supposedly written oh my god i'm gonna listen to them after this and i I have to say and this is probably because i am a bit of a country novice that i was like whoa this is way too upbeat compared to like why what you were imagining some of the songs you know some of the ones that like she repeats over and over i pictured them being a bit more like slow and so did i dramatic but they are they are like pop achy breaky heart vibes vibes again and (laughs) although i have to say you know the song that she constantly says over and over again like Um, no i I can't yes it's, it's called it's called um 
woman up and take it like a man or or something clever like yeah. that that one was a, an absolute banger I really was it? it yeah 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 oh, I God. mean I'm not about to listen to it daily but that one okay, really okay. out of all of them say no more say no more because <laughs> I thought um at the end well no sorry when I was reading it I did think um I would really like to like know how these songs are and obviously I knew it had a soundtrack but um I did just think listening to the soundtrack whilst reading the book might be a bit disrupting I might just end up listening to the lyrics and not reading the book properly um yeah however if you are interested you can obviously check it out on Spotify but if you want to sing along have a karaoke session whilst you're on Spotify at the back of the book is the song book and um it's got all the lyrics oh my god it's like when you used to buy a cd and it had all the lyrics in the cover oh my god I would genuinely do that as well like they used to be like they'd fold out and sometimes there'd be a big poster and there'd be pictures yeah um you're right it's called woman up in brackets and take it like a man there it is controversial not sure take it like a man maybe you should read all the lyrics yeah true driven that was a big one wasn't it that was a big yeah that's the one that I thought was going to be more dramatic yeah dark night bright future there comes a point when they all sound the same big dreams and faded jeans and that is the song by Ruthanna that is um is that the banger that's the first song on the album that one Blue bonnet breeze. I'm just obsessed. I also loved how many times the word honky tonk was used in the book. I just never twig. <laughs> Did they not? I just loved it. I was just like, this is so country. Honky tonk. Just imagined it. <laughs> just like that. Um, should we get back onto the yeah, on the book and less on the album? Yeah. This is okay. Book recos, not album recos. <laughs> you do um, not want to hear my album recos. So we um, said we really enjoyed the reading experience. Yes, I did. And I, yeah, I was exactly the same. Busy, mm. but just needed some short chapters. Easy to learn which character was which type yep. thing. Yeah. Um, it was a bit chunky though, wasn't it? Yeah. Bit long, I kept being bit like, how much have I got left? Oh, another 125 pages. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. Um, there were parts of me that was like, we don't need all of this. I didn't need to have been this long. Not saying it wasn't good. Not saying it wasn't enjoyable. Just saying it didn't need to be that long. Although I had a similar thought and was like, do you know what? I'm really enjoying that they're getting into the characterization a bit. Tale, and that yeah. they like they talked us through that session in the recording studio. They, yeah. they, we went to a meeting with her with a promoter. And like I kind of thought, do you know what? If this was being classified as a thriller, which it has been in some places, but doesn't feel like one it would have skimmed over a lot of that stuff. But obviously mm. because of Dolly's music background, she was like, no, no, you need to hear about yeah, how you that's might a get good sent point. a free basket. And yeah. 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 And like, like that. be chased by like tailed when you're in your car and you yeah. it could be a promoter who, who wants to work with you and is like trying to intimidate you. Um, she, yeah, I, it, you're so right. I think if it was shorter, I'd have probably been like, could have done with a bit more so I think it was a bit of a no-win situation I really liked actually to your point that Dolly Parton clearly had wanted to share some of her experience of working in the music industry and like you say that comes through from Ruthanna like when she meets Annie Lee her first advice to her is well if you want my advice 
you know, as someone who's trying to make it in the music industry, my first piece of advice for you is to say, stop, run away, give up now because it's not worth it. Um, I thought that was quite interesting. And like she just very clearly, Ruthanna, and I assume Dolly had, you know, it, it's a very male dominated industry. They spoke a lot about how country music specifically yeah. on the radio is like 70% men, maybe, you know, 30% women. Radio stations will never play um, two women yeah. country singers back to back, but no problem playing um, male country singers back to back. I just thought there were lots of tidbits like that that I just thought were really interesting and must come from Dolly's experience. Yes. And I also thought there's a lot of people calling Annie Lee little and like little darling, little girl, little lady. And she doesn't like being called little. And like Dolly is little, little physically. And so I wonder if like that kept happening to her. And so yeah, she added it in as a gripe for her character. I hope yeah. so. I love those little things. And and like the way that they tried to like transform and make over Annie Lee. And there's a scene where she like goes with it and they, you know, she she's she's from like nothing. She's got no money of her own. She like doesn't give a crap about what she wears, how she looks like, never bothers with makeup. And then they do her up and they put her in this like long dress and give her a blow dry and so much makeup and blah, blah, blah. And she looks at herself in the mirror and she just hates it. She's like, I don't recognize who I am. And she goes back to just putting on her jeans and a baggy t-shirt. I, I really liked that. Like she didn't fall into the tropes of what could have been like that, yeah. you know, that makeover scene or whatever. So in, yeah, I thought, I thought that was interesting. Um, I do just want to say though, it did, there were parts of it that gave me like damsel in distress. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Vibes. Vibes. <laughs> I hate myself. Um, it gave me like damsel in distress. Vibes. I can't think of connotations. <laughs> connotations, suggestions. Um, and there was like, you know, I forget his name. Ethan. Ethan yeah like comes in and saves the day and rescues her from a bad situation and that was a bit eye-rolly for me however so I can see how some people might read this book and be like oh my god here we go again that said I don't think Annie Lee for like ticks all of the damsel in distress stereotypes because she like you've said like she's this little person um little woman but she's not like she's she's not little she's feisty. Any she's feisty yeah she's yeah like got a backbone and very strong opinions and not afraid to dish them out to whoever and whenever yeah I think you saying just then about like seeing how people might not enjoy this book mm. I think that will largely come from the fact that it is written by a celebrity who is not famous for writing books I yeah. think as soon as a celeb writes a book they just automatically get so much hate. And, you know, Emma Gannon, who is an author that we've discussed books of before, she wrote Olive and Multi-Hyphen Method. She constantly talks about how anyone can be an author. Anyone can write a book. Mm. If you you can write, you can write a book type thing. Exactly. She can write songs. She's a songwriter. Right? She's a creative person. Not that you even have to be a creative person. And I think as soon, like I'm thinking 
Grace Beverly. Like we read her book, we found it very interesting, but it got yeah. so much hate just because that's not what she's known for. Yeah, I'm sure Molly May Haig, who's now got a book coming out and seems to get hate about every everything at the moment, does, is going to receive even more from her book. And it's yeah, like it's people wanting to pick is. faults, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, and holding them to this really them. high standard that like yeah. they probably wouldn't someone else. But ultimately, it's not a it's not a book that's been set out to change the world and to set the world to rights. No, it's escapism. It's, it's an escapism, it's an easy read. You you get what it says on the tin, don't you? Yeah. And it's enjoyable. Yeah. And I kept thinking, oh, I wonder what the audiobook's like and if Dolly mm. Dolly is the narrator. Do you know? <laughs> funny you should ask because I looked at that just before we went um we started recording it is narrated by Dolly but also narrated by about six or seven other people so oh, again who? strong Daisy Jones vibes because I listened to that on audio <laughs> oh my god <laughs> didn't even notice I said it um because I listened to uh, Daisy Jones and the six on audible and um that like every character had their own voice so I feel that like that's it. what's happening here I love that that would be that would be a fun ride yes that sounds mm. like a country song does doesn't it <laughs> um so Lauren yes, Jessica. the question that everybody is thinking is it a reco yes 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 agreed I think it is a record. We've both just said that we really enjoyed reading yeah. it. We enjoyed some of the characters, lots of vibes. <laughs> so it's is it a five-star read? Probably not. No, it's just an enjoyable record. And like we've said in the past, not every book you read has to be a five-star read. No, absolutely not. You'd just be just constantly buzzing off your tits if every read was a five-star <laughs> read. You know, you'd be absolutely bouncing. How would you ever have a favourite? Oh, God. <laughs> already this year I've got so many in the running oh okay well I'm glad we finally discussed that and actually managed to read me it too. in yeah, the me crazy too. week I just thought before we end the episode that yeah. we should maybe talk about the big thing that we're doing this week and I'm absolutely crapping my pants about I already know what you're gonna say are you crapping your pants oh my god of course I am I haven't actually because I've been been so busy I haven't allowed myself to think, think about, about it, it. no neither neither have so I at some point I have to but then every it. time it props into my mind I'm like oh fuck and I've got friends asking That's if happening. they can come and I'm like no yes tell it tell, tell people what we're talking about because I've got them on the edge of their seat <laughs> um so we are going to be speaking at Flock's bookshop in East London on Thursday the 10th of March on a panel on the topic of women in publishing. It's an International Women's Day event. Can't even believe that we are important enough <laughs> to speak on a panel. I mean, we're not, but we're we, not. Thank we you. are. That's, that's the point. Um, and just as a disclaimer, neither Jess or I are a woman in publishing, but the panel is being made up of, I think it's a publisher, an author, and a columnist, and podcasters. And that's where we come in. That's they described it as like a podcaster, a publisher and a columnist walk into a bar. Yeah, which we will be doing mm-hmm. um, because there's cocktails. There are cocktails. Tickets are £10. And that includes a cocktail or a mocktail, whatever takes your fancy. Um, so if you are 
if you're local you can come but if you're my friend listening you can't you can not <laughs> um my friend even my friend's friend follows us on um instagram and listens to these podcasts hello and hello vicky's friend <laughs> and vicky like sent her the thing she was like are you gonna go i was like no <laughs> what are you doing don't come i'm just like so full of imposter syndrome i know and we shouldn't really be feeling like that especially not on international women's day no we should smash that glass ceiling yeah just and, smash smash and do you know what we should do lauren what we should woman up and take it like a man <laughs> i see what you did there jessica <laughs> um no i'm really excited i am um and i think uh well abigail bergstrom is one of the other panelists have i said her last name right yeah um and she wrote a book that we both really enjoyed mm-hmm. what a shame what it's a, a shame. debut that came out in february um you for all my crap in the pants and being a big baby about it, I am really honoured to have been asked. And I think oh, it's totally. I can't wait. So lovely that they thought of us. And it's at an independent bookshop. Um, probably going to come away with like 10 books. One hundo. Yeah. Should have waited to buy my women's prize books then. Oh, Damn it. But, well, it's just more room to buy more books on the day. Yeah, yeah. Bring a big bag. Um, and it's a Thursday, so hashtag Thirsty Thursday. Come along, have a bev, and let's have a chat. We're giving you a chance to win a March Books That Matter box, which includes a paperback copy of Women in Salt by Gabriella Garcia, and also a gorgeous hardback notebook, some vegan treats, and a beautifully scented wax melt. There are two ways to enter. If, like me, you listen on Apple Podcasts, then subscribe, leave a rating and review, and use your Instagram handle as your nickname on the review. Or if, like me, you listen on Spotify or anywhere else, then follow the podcast on that platform and share a screenshot on your Instagram story tagging at BookRecco so we can count your entry that way. Entries for the March box close on Monday the 28th of March and the winner will be announced on our Instagram on Wednesday the 30th of March. If you're listening to this at a later date, then don't worry, it's a monthly competition, so still enter and we'll pick your entry towards whatever box it is at the time. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.